Bill finally gave the Ringer's Philly crew a podcast. I'm Ben Solak. And I'm Shiel Kapadia. That's right, just a couple Philly guys with the new space to fire off some Eagles takes, get caught up in the Sixers chaos, and more. We'll be coming to you twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, plus bonus episodes whenever we get breaking news or Philly drama. Plus, when Harden and Embiid somehow convince you suckers that this year's going to be different, our fellow Philly stands at the Ringer will have you covered on the Sixers and all your other favorite teams in town. It's Philly sports, Shiel. What could possibly go wrong? Join the fun and follow the Ringer's Philly special now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korlbeck. We are going through our must-add players after week two. We're going to go through trivia. You'll see how it works. We're going to go through every position. We're all going to pick our favorite player. If you don't get your favorite player because you got how long ago a billion seconds was wrong, you'll figure it out. Then we go through in order. Do you guys want to do quarterback first because Trey Lance got hurt, or do you want to do that later? It does feel like the biggest storyline of the of the the weekend so we should let's start with let's start with Lance so Lance is out broke his ankle uh he's already gotten surgery he's out for the season I know a lot of people listening probably have Trey Lance we've pumped him up all over I wanted to do the intro with I wanted like the music from the Queen of England's funeral to open this I was overruled gotta respect the Queen yeah how dare you thought it was a bit <laughs> unseemly unsavory if that's you what I was told yeah. so unsavory. you know if you would have been offended by that there you go. Craig and DK are your guardrails. But if you wanted to hear it. It was beautiful music. It was. It was a very, it was a very nice procession. I was going to try to see if I could get like a Jimmy G King Charles joke in there. I just, I don't know enough about. That's all right. I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> but anyway, if you have Trey Lance, you have to replace him. So we talked a little bit this on Sunday's show, but I think we can all agree, like, if Tua is out there, obviously you can get him. Like, he's probably not available, but, I mean, he literally leads the league in passing yards and touchdowns. So if Tua is there, we can all agree, get him. Is Carson Wentz, like, the next best dude? He's got Philly this week. I think, I, st- I, I would funny. say he's still probably one of the top waiver ads. He is the QB2 after two weeks. That not that that's going to necessarily carry on, but, I mean, obviously he's been good. They've been having some advantageous garbage time, or at least this last week, some advantageous garbage time points. It seems like they're a pretty pass-heavy team. They have some good skill players. I think it, it all kind of like goes together. Yeah, every year there's a few quarterbacks who are on a shitty defense and are down a lot, and they kind of garbage time it up. Like It's like the Blake Bortles model, and Carson Wentz is kind of like the perfect successor to Blake Bortles, so it's probably <laughs> him. I mean, there's other guys around there. Like I don't want to touch Justin Fields anymore after seeing him last night, but like I mean, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo obviously is one of the especially in two quarterback leagues where there's no guys on the waiver wire. Jimmy G was probably not on anybody's team. So he is also an option. I like Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I do too. DK, that's where my head's at. Because Playing I feel Seattle. Like you've, got, you've got the pocket passers of like Trevor Lawrence, Jameis, Jared Goff, Jimmy G. But dude, Mariota, I mean, he has been fine. He, his numbers don't look great, but he's got the second most rushing attempts among quarterbacks. That'll change because Jalen Hurst is playing. Right, right. But Mariota, he played the Rams and the Saints. Those are really good defenses. And then you said he plays Cleveland and Seattle his next two games. Like, I kind of think Mariota has actually pretty serious chance to be a top 10 quarterback one of the next two weeks. 
I like that too. So I, I would go Mariota and then otherwise, would you guys, like, I'm curious how you guys would rank these three people. Trevor Lawrence, Jameis Winston, who has more back fractures right now than he does touchdowns, and then Jared Goff. Mm, that's a good question. Trevor Lawrence stands out to me. Like I, He's like actually pretty good. The Goff thing, <laughs> the Goff one is interesting because obviously I think they've passed way, way more than I was expecting. They, yes. They've been into a couple sort of like shootout style games so far. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to carry over going forward, but you know, good offensive line, a lot of good skill players around him. They've been, they've been in the right kind of uh, game scripts to have him do some stuff. But I would say I, Trevor Lawrence stands out to me among, among those guys. I would probably pick Trevor Lawrence as well. Uh, I want the guy who's ascending. I mean, Goff's had two games at home against weak defenses. They're playing at Minnesota next week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence adds a little extra boost with his legs too. And again, I just think he's going to keep getting better, especially without Urban Meyer and now Doug Peterson running the offense. I think I would lean Lawrence. Yeah, I feel like Trevor Lawrence's numbers don't look impressive or anything, but he played really well. The Colts, I mean, they had this, you know, pretty zone heavy, like they just let the Jaguars dink and dunk them. And they were like, yeah, okay, fine. So Trevor Lawrence started this game like nine of 10 for Mm -hmm. 97 yards and and then the Colts never scored. So they just kind of had James Robinson run the ball. I think that next, so next week the Jaguars playing the Chargers, obviously it's a better defense, which is scary, but the shoot, but the, but overall though, the shootout potentially, the the Jaguars are going to throw more. Trevor Lawrence actually hasn't had to throw a ton I, I kind of don't mind Trevor Lawrence, but, you know, it depends how you want to go about it. Kind of takes a village, maybe. If you're going to have two quarterbacks because you're you're down on Lance, I like Mariota for the next couple weeks. And then you can maybe add someone else if you want to see if you can have, like, you know, you might have to do a little platoon at quarterback going forward. But that's how I would roll with it. And Jameis, in theory, is good. But honestly, dude, when you're already, the psychologically, when you replace Trey Lance, and he's out for the season. And now you're adding a guy that's got four fractures in his back. You don't feel like you've solved your problem. Yeah. Yeah. That seems very volatile to me. Not into it. Yeah. I would say number one option we're saying if, are, would you still take Carson Wentz over Trevor Lawrence? Well, number number one is like if Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins is like available. That's like un- sure. obviously number one. I, I think Tua would be next. Like if Tua is out there still. Even though he's playing Buffalo, honestly, it's hard. But I think, you know, six touchdowns, you probably should play Tua. I think Wentz is there. And then after that, if I had to have someone, like, gun to my head, I have to have a quarterback for this week. I would go actually Mariota. Yeah. Because I just think the Seattle defense versus, I mean, the Rams or the Saints is completely different. And by different, I mean terrible. Thanks, Seifetz. I mean, anytime. And then, yeah, Jameis, Lawrence, I, you know, Lawrence is higher upside, but probably, you know, lower floor. And then Jameis... I guess the lowest floor is another back fracture. Am I making fun of that too much? It just seems incredible that he's like, yeah, four fractures in the back. Yeah. How do you play with that? I don't get that. I don't know. They said it was like no risk for re-injury or getting worse. Like that seems, I don't know how the back works, but none of that makes sense to me. It's like the scariest injury I can think of. NFL players don't play the sport in the real world. I don't like the the, the (laughs) medical community in football is just completely separate from real people. (laughs) Honestly, it's fake ass doctors. (laughs) <laughs> it is Dobbins was knew what he was talking about there we go okay so yeah get Mariota if you need sorry in advance about the whole Trey Lance thing at least it ended early I guess that's all we got to say yeah at least now Heifetz you know we, we never knew if he was bad I think the queen thing would have worked I just I'm just I think it would have <laughs> really wanted that queen worked. thing I, I just it was <laughs> funny man I just I can't believe you guys said no anyway all right let's get to running backs we're gonna do trivia for the running backs so in case you're listening to this for the first time, Godspeed. What we do here is we go through, we all get, pick our top running back pick for the week and then to simulate waivers, only one of us can get them. So to decide who gets who, we're just going to answer a random trivia question that someone has emailed us in and then we'll pick out all the running backs we want from there. Not that many injuries this week. It's it's not really a fruitful week for the waiver wire, but that kind of makes it uh all the more desperate for the to get the trivia right. So with that said, DK, who's your number one running back waiver ad after week two? Well, I want to mention two guys first that probably they don't fit the criteria. We always go with 40% uh, or lower in terms of ownership on Yahoo or ESPN. Brian Robinson and Raheem Mostert, I think, are both guys that I'd put above this player that I'm going to mention next. But they also were Jamal Williams is in that group. Great. Yep, him too. Um, but my pick for right now is J.D. McKissick of the Commanders, 23% rostered. And mostly because in this game where they had a trailing game script, he had a much bigger role, which I think you could probably imagine. He's the pass catching down, or the pass down back for the Commanders. Um, 
he ran 23 routes. He tied for second among all running backs this week, pending Monday Night Football in targets with seven. Seven catches, 54 yards. Uh, he had three rushes for nine yards and almost 10 half PPR points. So um, again, this is in half PPR and PPR only. This is this would be my recommendation. But like he's just going to run a lot of routes. He's going to get a lot of looks. He's going to be sort of a check down, short and intermediate area option for Carson Wentz. And it seems like he's locked into that role when they're trailing. So that's kind of, and I think that's probably going to be the case going forward for them. So um, I like J.D. McKissick right here. Hyvitz, is that who you had? No, Craig, you made a face when he said J.D. McKissick. Well, no, I, I understand it. I mean, he's such a high floor guy. Like if, if he's a plug and play. You hope for like five, six catches and like you can move on. I went with more. Who did you go with? So again, we're doing this for if you have to play someone this week. Yeah. And honestly, there's not many good options. I went with Mark Ingram for the Saints. And that's it's pretty gross, but I want Daryl Williams. Yeah, so that's the thing. So James Conner <laughs> hurt his ankle in Arizona this week. <laughs> Rough. It week. seems like he's already going to be fine. Yeah, it said it wasn't considered serious, but Conner has a history with with ankle problems. So, but that's know. the thing. We're doing the same thing, and I think that like generally, we're always trying to in this game. We're trying to be like, you have to play someone this week. Realistically, you probably if you're going to add a running back this week, it's probably more of a stash for future weeks. Again. I'm taking Mark Ingram. You're taking Daryl Williams. It's the same thing. We're saying a running back, whether it's Alvin Kamara and the Saints or James Conner, the Cardinals, who's like going into next week, probably going to play in week three, but like maybe they're banged up enough that they lose some work. You know what I mean? It's it's just like the, pick your poison. I just went with Ingram because the Saints are playing the Panthers. I kind of think the Saints are going to stomp the Panthers. And at some point, Alvin Kamara, even if he plays with the rim injury, I kind of mm. feel like they're not going to play him at some point if the game gets out of hand. So like, but honestly, it's kind of a roll of the dice. It's really like, if you have Kamara, maybe just add Ingram if, if he's still around. And then same thing for Connor. Like if you have Connor, it's really just add Daryl Williams or, you know, Benjamin, depending on your flavor. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. that's the reason I didn't really like either of those two. And I, I, I had those guys written down here, but like both of them are sort of in a, you know, timeshare. Uh, they had Tony Jones Jr. going for the Saints with Mark Ingram and they were splitting reps. Um, Daryl Williams and Angel, you know, Benjamin, like, pretty much straight down Split. the middle. Yeah. And it's like, oh God, like that's just the type of backfield I want to avoid. I think the floor um, with J.D. McKissick is kind of like what made me lean him. But uh, interesting, we all disagreed on this one. Do you want to do trivia anyway? No. Well, wait, wait, real quick. The big <laughs> massive caveat no, to DK. all this. Come no. on. But I'm just saying the massive caveat to all this is that we're recording this on Monday. So there's four There's four teams left to play. So the Bills are playing the Titans Monday Night Football. Eagles are playing the Vikings tonight. So if something happens, you know, someone gets injured in one of those games, obviously that would change how we're feeling. I think the point is that the running backs kind of sucked this week yeah. and that nothing really changed. You looked at waiver wire last week and all the guys that were there, they're just still there and nothing's changed. I like, you know, Benjamin, Arizona, but honestly, it's so split with Darrell Williams that it's none of it's exciting. They're all just, it's like the bland. And then another guy to keep an eye on, in my mind, is Rashad White, DK's mm. guy on the Bucks. Gio Bernard got hurt. He, like, hurt his ankle on special teams. So, you know, if anything were, again, this is a stash only, but if anything were to happen to Leonard Fournette, I mean, like, Rashad White probably would be the guy. Yeah. So. Those are stashes, just to reiterate. If Jamal Williams from the Lions is on waivers, get him. If Raheem Mostert from the Dolphins is on waivers, get him. And then if you have an IR spot and Brian Robinson's going to come back maybe by like as soon as week five, which is crazy because he got shot. But I mean, man, good for him. Yeah. I can't believe he's 48% rostered. No one dropped him. I Everyone's like, yeah, sure. Weird. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully he is. I, I'm almost positive he has real doctors helping him with that. <laughs> I know. Can you guys believe that the same doctor that punctured Tyrod Taylor's <laughs> lung was the guy working <laughs> on... Justin Herbert's ribs? Well, I could believe it because he's the guy who does their doctor's things. Also, it's the Chargers. Yeah. If I was Justin Herbert, I'd be like, get the hell away from me. I don't want you within 20 feet of me. I'd get a restraining order against Taylor is suing him right now. Did you <laughs> know that? still have a job? No, I didn't know that. He should be suing him. Yeah, How does he still have a job? Suing him for like lost wages and whatnot. Was it a lung puncture? Did I get that right? Or was yeah. it just like yes. a... No, no, it was. Oh, ugh. All right, I don't want my lungs punctured. All right, let's go next here. All right, no, do we want to do, do the trivia? or No, or, we no. got to stick to Come the format. Come on. Exactly. No. No. Boo. No. Keep we, the people wanting more. It's not some frivolous exercise. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, DK, this is fantasy about? football, all right? <laughs> this isn't some Fugazi game we're playing here. There are rules. What are we doing here, guys? All right, we're going receivers now. All right, receivers, again, 
not much has changed. I mean, Mike Evans is suspended for next week because he had the gall to defend his quarterback. Good for him. Jared Judy is day to day with a rib injury. Just randomly the same rib cartilage injury Justin Herbert had. Don't know how that happened. I feel like I didn't know you could. What is fracture your rib cartilage until three days ago? I don't know how you fracture cartilage. Also, didn't I don't really understand that. Like your ear is cartilage. cartilage. Can you fracture? Yeah, how do you fracture your ear? Is it just tear and they're just saying fracture? Breaks off the bone or something? I don't know. We sound like such idiots. Do we? I don't know because part of remember when we realized that Adam Schefter had such weird like style to his tweets because he was copying and pasting text he got from like 20 different people. (laughs) And then it's like, is this just like an agent summarizing someone else's medical or is that actually a term? Should I Google it? Can you fracture cartilage? There's no way. It, It doesn't make sense. I think you can since that's what they did. How have we never heard of this until now, though? I, I Googled, can you fracture cartilage? And it says, articular cartilage damage most commonly occurs in the knee. Blah, blah, blah. In several cases, a piece of cartilage can break off. It's called cartilage damage. Maybe it just means like cartilage is ripped, torn, pulled from the bone. Yeah, I guess my question is just if it's football and how do we not hear about this every year? What was, the, fi- what was the finger injury that Russell Wilson had last year? Mallet finger. Mallet, mallet finger. finger. Didn't like several guys all of a sudden have mallet finger last year? And I'm like, I've never heard of this thing before. And now. Yeah. isn't what, right. what is the term for that? Where you hear something for the first time and then and then after you hear it once, all you, you hear it again a million yeah, times after that. True. I don't, I don't know, know what that's called. Ironically, once we hear that term, I bet we'll, we'll hear it more. Yes, you're probably right. Okay. Somebody ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Somebody email us the, the, that term for the word when you hear it. All right. Let's actually talk about football. All right, receivers. Jerry Judy is Ray Cartilage. DK, who's your number one waiver ad for receiver after week two? Uh, I'm going with Garrett Wilson of the Jets, who had an absolutely massive, massive week this week for the Jets. He basically has emerged as maybe their best pass catcher. And, and I guess that makes sense, considering he was like the 10th overall pick, my top rated receiver coming into the draft. Um, he's got Flex. a connection with Joe Flacco, clearly. And mm-hmm. that's, I guess, the only reason I have a slight pause about recommending Garrett Wilson is because eventually it seems the Jets are going to want to play Zach Wilson again, which just doesn't bode well for the offense. Um, but Joe Flacco, for the next week or two, um, I think he's going to feed. Our, he's going to feed Garrett Wilson. Um, Wilson had 14 targets this week, which is awesome. Uh, scored 30 points in PPR, which is awesome. I don't think that's going to happen every week, of course, but he he basically passed all the eye tests that I have for it, and he played a lot more snaps. Um, you know, they they obviously know that he needs to be a big part of their offense, so he they're playing him a lot more. He's getting a big snap. He's getting a big snap and target rate. Um, it's just trending all in the right direction. He was mine as well. It just goes to show how little people have faith in the Jets that he was the second wide receiver off the board in drafts this year, right? It was Drake London and then Garrett yep. Wilson, right? Yep. And yet he is the least owned first round wide receiver in fantasy football. Like Jahan Dotson is more rostered than he is. Obviously Drake London is, Chris Olave is. All of these guys, oh, I guess maybe Traylon Burks is not. But it's it's shocking that Garrett Wilson, he's only 23% rostered in in uh, Yahoo, on Yahoo. So his upside is just too big. I mean, there's a lot of other mm-hmm. guys out there. You're Josh Palmers and you're Jacoby Myers, you're Sterling Shepherds. But like none of, we know who those guys are and they're just like kind of, buying time in an offense, but Garrett Wilson, for all we know, could become a top 10 wide receiver in two weeks. Right. You need to, I think you just need to add him to see how this all goes because like what he did in week two was pretty damn incredible. And if he can build on that and continue to like expand his role in the offense, he was lining up all over the formation inside in the slot, um, scored two touchdowns, obviously. So yeah, you just kind of, I think you need to add him and see, see what happens. Yeah, I had Garrett Wilson too. He's again, he's like if Kadarius Tony could stay healthy for 60 continuous minutes. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the trivia for Garrett Wilson. D- Craig. All right. It is the Garrett Wilson showdown time. There it is, DK. That was hands kind of on. New York. That had, that had a little New York flavor to it. I like it. That's because I was looking at Heifetz. I was hoping he put his hands <laughs> up with us, but he didn't. No, no, I did not. Uh, so since I was ex- accused of you know, disrespecting the monarchy. I, again, it would have been funny if we got it. We got, I just, it would have been great. It, it would have been really funny. All right. We got an uh, email from Austin. 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 Queen Elizabeth was gifted a corgi on her 18th birthday named Susan. How many corgis did the queen own that Susan. were direct descendants of Susan? Oh my God. Holy shit. On her what birthday? 18. So she was like 97 when she died or something, right? So some 80 odd years. Of corgis. <laughs> 80 odd years of corgi hard. generations. 80 years. Every corgi lives what? 10, 12 years. <laughs> How many corgis did she have at a time? Yeah, I was, that's the question is because I thought, I think they have a like lot three? of corgis. So there's a lot. 
Many corgis. No, I think she. Well, I think she currently has two. Right. Also, well, also they get. You got to remember they get. They must have such great medical care. Those corgis probably live much longer <laughs> than the average dog. Right. I just wonder if she only keeps two at a time. They eat like that's kings. a nice clean number there. You know, like if she had. Does she just have like eight corgis running around? I don't know. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go so with like eighteen. Actually, I'm gonna go with eighteen corgis because she got it at eighteen. I'm just gonna go with eighteen. Uh. Okay. I'll go with nineteen. Is that? <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> don't do well, it's it. It's 80 years, and it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to give them like 15 years to the things we're going to live because, like, you know, I don't think they live that long. They're probably Maybe. the best cared for corgis literally on earth. Yeah. Right? Like, they're the longest living dogs. I think there's a chance that <laughs> I think there were times when she no, was, she not. had more than two, two corgis. So I, I think, like, perhaps she was having three, four, five corgis hanging around, and she has a whole fleet of of people working for her to take care of these corgis. So I'm going to say like 25. 25. Okay. The answer, Austin, is... <laughs> is it like 60? Six, it's 62. <laughs> 62. That's a lot of corgis. God, can you imagine having 60 dogs during your life? That's way too many. Even for how old she lived. Do you think she could name all of them in any given moment? If she saw pictures of all of them? No. Yeah, it's kind of like how Amonra St. Brown could name all the receivers drafted ahead of him. You know? <laughs> She could just go off like you, all you of Su like. Was there a fam? Is there a portrait of a family tree of Susan and all of her children throughout <laughs> the decades? Susan, uh, <laughs> dog. The the freaking matriarch's name is Susan. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. I know there's stories of corg of the cor queen's corgis being like kind of annoying and bat poorly behaved dogs, and I just want all the right. Stories. They're like biting people and whatnot. Especially calling upon our British listeners for anything. Ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Okay. So Craig, so Craig gets Craig Garrett won. Wilson. Oh, that's, oh, and I'm in last. Oh, that's bad. Okay, so DK, you pick your next receiver. Craig gets Garrett Wilson from the Jets. With the caveat that Jahan Dotson's off the board because he is rostered in 43% of Yahoo leagues, I am going with Jacoby Myers of the Patriots, mm. who is just one of the most consistent target hogs in the NFL, and yet we ignore him week in and week out, year in and year out. He is the number one receiver for the Patriots. He had 13 targets, nine catches, 95 yards, his best game. He has a 29% target rate this season, which is top 10 in the NFL, pending Monday Night Football. Um, yeah, that's it. He doesn't score touchdowns, but in half PBR, PBR, he is a high floor guy, just consistent target hog. Steady Eddie. He's always above the Mendoza line. Absolutely. Yeah, he really is. So, all right. So, get Myers. Oh, this is annoying. Um, I, the easy one's probably Josh Palmer for the Chargers, mm -hmm. but... Let's be real here. If like Justin Herbert does not end up playing this week, that you know you're just never going to play Josh Palmer if if Justin Herbert's not playing. So if Herbert were to play, it's go Josh Palmer. And if it weren't going to be Palmer, dude, I look long <laughs> and hard. Say at Palmer Sammy. a few more times. I love how you say Josh Josh Palmer. It. Yeah, it's, it's the same problem I have with Dolphins <laughs> or golf. Dolphin Palmer. 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 Yeah. All right. Final. Joshua. Uh, Sammy Watkins, dude, for the Packers. Just wow. on the off chance he's actually good. Now, I'm not uh, going to do it, but I thought about it. I think Sammy, like, is that crazy? I mean, yeah, he had like the one big play. It, it, Sammy's just going to be Sammy no matter where he is. I know. <laughs> so, I, honestly, it's such just a difficult tricking list us every after. year into, making, into picking him up. Because there's Watkins, there's Zay Jones for the Jaguars, which you can talk yourself into. He's fine. Uh, you could grab Rondell Moore on his way back. To no, the he's Cardinals. not even coming back. You're to gonna him. get I don't Dorch think he's coming back. If you do that, no, dude, Greg Dorch. I'd rather have Greg Dorch than Rondell Moore coming get back. Dorch. What about Noah Brown? That I, that's the other guy on the list. So there's, well, I mean, I'll do you one better. Michael Gallup of the Cowboys. Well, he he's was, a stash. He's a stash. There's no way you're probably playing coming Michael back Gallup next week. Is what the or what the Cowboys are saying. Well, they're saying he might, but like no matter what, I, I don't think you're playing Michael Gallup in his first game well, back. Sure. I would no. add right. Gallup as a stash if you want to like put him on. If he's somehow available, just throw him. You can keep him on your bench if you want, just out of desperation. Uh, it's not like the you know holding onto a Dallas Cowboy right now seems super fun. I mean, yeah, Noah Brown. I, I I kind of am into the theory of Noah Brown where it's like he's you forget that sometimes the sec backup quarterback gets all the reps with these backup oh, yeah. receivers, so that Cooper Rush and Noah Brown. Have probably practiced together like ten times more than Cooper Rush and CD Chip, chip on the shoulder, together. guys. They're eating you know? breakfast together and whatnot. Yeah, you know. And so Noah Brown, it's like disgusting, but you could be fine. Ashton Doolin for the Colts, as bad as the Colts were. Like if Michael Pittman comes back, I mean, this is real desperate. But like, I would probably say Zay Jones, 
I don't know, like Greg Dorch. It's like fine, but like maybe more of a 14 team league thing. Get Dorched. Did you mention Sterling Shepard? He's up. He's on my I, list. I did not. We could, we could do Sterling Shepard. I would say in a full PPR league. Sterling he had 10 Shepard. targets. Yeah. So in a full PPR, he's just not. He leads the Giants in targets. Yeah. He does. Forever. Sterling, yeah. It, he's like Jacoby Myers. In they're honestly very yeah. similar. He's like the lesser version of Jacoby Myers. He's going to yeah. get a ton of targets. They're all very short. It's it's much more valuable in real life than in fantasy. Hi, Fitz. What's the, what's going on with Tony? Is Kadarius Tony going to be a thing this year? Are we just get, are we getting the IU treatment here, or is he just like dust? Well, dust in the wind. I'm buying. Do you know what Brian Dable's uh, coach philosophy is? What he wants in players? What? Smart, tough, dependable. Hmm. Dependable out the window. Yeah, but you know what. Dable has spoken highly of Tony and all the quotes from Tony are like, I don't care how much I play. I don't care if it's one snap or 50 yeah. snaps. Like if the team wins the game, that's okay. Also, when they won on Sunday, Tony was right next to Dayball and he gave him like a fatherly, like <laughs> we did this. I do think so that, that Tony, tells me he's smart. That tells me he's smart. He knows where his bread is buttered. I think Tony will probably be more of an impact as he goes on. Like I, I also mm. do think get used like David Sills is going to be a part of this offense, but like overall the giants are going to have a bad offense. That's the thing. Like Tony, is good yeah. and is obviously probably the best player that they have after Saquon in that offense. But I, I, I don't envision him getting like enough snaps that you're going to put him in and be like, oh yeah, he's going to crush it this week. It's just, I mean, I, I, I yeah. no, I, I am not a believer in Tony this year. Well, here's a better question. We get a lot of emails from people because we don't really discuss drops. It's too, it's too hard because it's too specific. Everybody wants to know if they should drop X player, but it's hard to know that with who's on the waivers and who's not. But if you had to just kind of blanket give an answer here, Heifetz, would you say Kadarius Tony is easily a drop? Probably not because the whole thing with your bench is you do want, generally speaking, you kind of do want upside in your bench. Like, for example, people asked about dropping George Pickens. I would not drop George Pickens quite yet. Yeah, you want to shoot George for Pickens, the moon. Yeah, if he's good, like you want players that like, OK, if you're going to hold on to someone and it's like if they're in, they someone gets hurt and, or they get elevated, if that happens, you want that person to be awesome. Right. right. So, for example, I, yeah, I think Pickens or Rashad White's a good one, because if Fournette, something happens to Fournette, if the Steelers make a swap to Kenny Pickett, George Pickens could be incredible. Rashad White could be incredible if Fournette gets hurt. Those are the guys you want to stash. Sonny Michelle is like probably the number two in the Chargers now. If Austin Eckler gets hurt, how good is Sonny Michelle going to be? You know what I mean? So with that said, guys, you can cut though. I mean, Cole Komet, you can cut. And I know, I'm sorry for everyone I recommended Cole Komet. Like, I will take bad on that. The Bears have 15 completions in two weeks. The Bears, li like <laughs> literally, the, are, the Bears are on pace. That's the worst the stat. Yeah. 15 as a team. So honestly, I don't think it's Cole Komet's fault. It's my fault for being thinking the Bears would actually get better as an offense. They've actually gotten worse, which is was hard to think about. But uh, in terms of, we can talk about cuts because I do think it's helpful. I think Rex Burkhead's a cut. Like mm -hmm, if you yeah. ended up adding him, I, it's going to be really tough to kind of play him, I think. Again, it depends. I think that the Tony, the Tony conversation to me is so interesting because every year we do this and we get so short-sighted it's like every week is the biggest deal like every week oh my god what do we learn this week and what can it tell us about the rest of the season but like it's such a long season and stuff shit changes so quickly like look at what happened with chase edmonds and raheem moster this week like things happen so quickly in the nfl um so i think i my goal this year is trying to overreact too much to everything trying to overreact too much to like the kyle pitts stuff that's happening um because it is such a long season and things change dramatically from week to week um so I'm kind of still holding out hope for Tony this year, but it's it does not look good right now. But it, I'm still kind of holding out hope. Yeah, you can have your hope. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you. I'll just be watching Appreciate the two and zero Giants not play him. All right, football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with our promo code Ringer Fantasy. We love FanDuel. We love the same game parlays. We love everything. Uh, I would take, generally speaking, unders. Maybe if there's an under on Kadarius Tony available, I would recommend that. <laughs> Sign up today with the promo code RINGERFANTASY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Here we go. <laughs> 
21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. The Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Woo! It's like watching Picasso paint. <laughs> Stumbled on the 4700 there, but you saved it. You kept going. Oh, wow. Powered through it. Just, yeah. That it's was like you the Lamar Jackson. 10-yard line. Yeah. It won't require editing, which qualifies it as a clean run. There we go. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, All right. DK, tight end. Who's your number one tight end pick after week two? Man, is it a wasteland. This is tough. I'm going with Evan Ingram of the Jags. Oh, uh, 26 routes on 31 dropbacks, according to PFF. Team high, eight targets, seven catches for 46 yards, 27% target rate. Those are all great numbers for a tight end. Uh, he's a former well, first runner. He has speed. He's the de facto number two receiver, I guess, on this offense. Maybe with Zay Jones. Who knows? But um, there's a couple other like lower ceiling guys in here that well, like, wait, I could have included. Hold your horses here. Hold your for one moment. If I okay. told you that Gerald Everett was 57% rostered on Yahoo, but like 30% in ESPN and thus eligible for this. Which I would go with Gerald Everett above. Okay. Above well, this I'll guy. take Gerald Everett as well. But Gregory. I think, okay. I would too, but for the purpose of this exercise, that's too large a disparity, I think, to qualify him. Overruled. Overruled. Yeah. I, will, I mean, it's literally what we agreed on anyway. I will just make my one pitch on Gerald Everett if he's available in your league. The tight ends with the most receiving yards this season are Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, and Gerald Everett. There you go. We were on him. Go get Gerald Everett. But if he's gone, I also have Evan Ingram as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have um, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, he ran around on 86% of the team dropbacks in week two. Like, he's just like, you know, this is a first round talent who is running routes on almost every single dropback and seeing a lot of, you know, and th this, he's probably seeing a lot of targets because of how teams are defending the Bengals, right? Like Joe Burrow talked about it in the offseason about how, you know, Jamar Chase and Burrow had this connection over the top and Jamar had, you know, more, what do you have, eight touchdowns of 50 or plus yards last year? Like that is not happening as much this year. And it's perhaps forcing Burrow to pass underneath a little bit more. And that benefits guys like Hayden Hurst. Yeah. I think I want to say he Burrow has like, does he have any explosive pass plays this year? If, if he does, they're like very few. I believe it's between. zero or one. Yeah, that's tough. So I, I like this one too. Hurst, I, I cannot picture it, but I, he had a really ridiculously sick catch this week. Um, I think he had I a hurdle. I remember being excited about it, yeah. Well, Craig, yeah. you said that he was a first-round talent, and all I think about with Hayden Hurst being drafted is that the Ravens took Hayden Hurst ahead of Lamar Jackson in the <laughs> yeah. first round. I think I about that. that all the time because there's a point where as much as you want to give credit to people for envisioning a Lamar offense, if the Ravens actually envisioned any of Lamar's success... They would have taken him. They would have fucking taken him ahead of a tight end, right? <laughs> yes. Like, there's no chance they actually thought he'd be an NFL MVP. They took Mark Andrews in that draft, too, didn't they? Oh, I think you're right. All you can do is give the Ravens, like, 1% more credit than all the other teams for taking him. <laughs> I mean, they, no, they traded back and it's got just, him. It's like a and head they, nod. Maybe they're <laughs> just thinking, well, no one else is going to take him except us. But that's a, but if you actually think it was an MVP quarterback just sitting here, it's like, I don't know. You'd probably take him. They, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a great anyway. story. All right. So I get to read the trivia for you two uh, for, uh, who was it? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. God, hyphen. Not a great you, sign I've that you already forgot. never fighting over Evan Ingram. I know. I, I really, I'm so mad about Evan Ingram. Just I can't believe you're here now, Heifetz. You're doing an Evan Ingram showdown time. He got eight targets. And that came, as Dika said, like he got eight targets. He's getting a lot of targets. But that's in a game where the Jaguars weren't even throwing that much because they were just trying to win. Yeah. I mean, because well, they were winning the whole game. Okay, it is the Evan Ingram. Hands up, Heifetz. Uh, Get him up. Showdown up? time. <laughs> what are the hands for? All right. God damn it, Heifetz. Get I don't know what program. to do with my hands. By into the bit, all right? Obviously, I feel like an idiot doing that. We decided that a year and a half ago, and now I'm still doing it. I'm going to be 30 years old one day shouting <laughs> showdown time. Um, all right, here's the question. It's from Tyler. This is for Evan Ingram on waivers. 
What is the shoe size of the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, man. <laughs> Lady Liberty. I'm trying to think how tall the Statue of Liberty is. Uh, oh, my God. What is the shoe size? Yeah. Shoe size. <laughs> One <Liberty>. billion. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, my God. In the UK measurements or American <laughs> measurements? I'm not sure. We're going to go with American. Obviously. France, because they sent it over. Yeah. Um, um, wait, we're, I'm going to make sure that I don't want one of you to anchor the other one. So I'm going to have you both say the answer at the same time. Wait, wait. Now I have to ask a stupid question of how shoe sizes work. What does that mean? I don't think you, I don't think you can get these answers. I think you just need to guess. Oh my god! Okay, this is too much uh, context. All right, I'm gonna go. All right, uh, I'm ready. DK, you ready? Yeah. All right, three, two, one. Eight thousand. I said twenty thousand. <laughs> you guys are way too high. <laughs> <laughs> really? Fuck! Every time, man. High fits one. Uh, it is eight hundred and seventy-nine. Come on, that's oh my it. God, not even yeah. close. Twenty thousand. Why are we so How, bad? Is it? At this? Is that? Is, I haven't been to Statue of Liberty. Is it not as big as you think? It's pretty fucking big. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I love these questions. It's like, how big is the shoe size of the Empire State Building? Like, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? What What's the Step Brothers line? Are clownfish big? Bonita uh, fish. Are Bonita yeah. fish big? What's this guy's uh, deal? <laughs> uh, the, the Statue of Liberty is three hundred and five feet tall. Jesus. So it's a football field, like. A- Exactly. Yeah. Almost. Size 879 shoe. Can I give you a take that I've never actually said before? It's the football fields aren't that big. <laughs> like they're huge. But then every time I play golf, I'm like, oh yeah, pitching wedge. Like, you know, a football field away. And I'm like, what? I can just hit my pitching wedge from end zone to end zone. It doesn't make sense to me. I told you're totally right. Sometimes I, I like get my brain twisted when I'm golfing because I'm like, oh, like I'm like a hundred out from the green. And I'm like, that must mean a hundred feet because there's no way it's a hundred yards. That's a football field. And then I'm like, oh, it is a hundred yards. That, that is odd. Yeah. If you could, if you just like, if I later in life, I learned that all the yardages in golf were a lie, I'd be like, okay, that makes more sense. I'd believe it. Everything in golf is all weird and made up. Okay, so I get Evan Ingram. So DK, you have to pick somebody else. I can't believe I won Evan Ingram. I feel and like I, I get Hayden that. Hurst. <laughs> uh, I, I should do it for the brand and for the bit. And take Tyler Conklin, but I'm going with Logan Thomas of the Commanders. Uh, he got three more passes for 45 yards. He's starting to ramp up his snaps because he's coming off of a major knee injury. Um, he played a little bit more in this last game than he did in Week One. Um, he is a he is very good at attracting targets in the middle of the field, like when he's out there. So um, I, I mean, he's done it in the past. He's been a high volume guy. This offense is throwing a lot more and, and has a little bit more oomph than you think with Carson Wentz underneath uh, center. So yeah, I'm going with Logan Thomas. I had them too, and Conklin. That was pretty much my top four. Conklin leads all tight ends and routes run, baby. I saw that, and I was I was waiting for my uh, come up here. I I will admit, last week my, I was basically like Joe Flacco threw sixty passes. So what's going to happen when he doesn't? And you know what? He threw like forty five passes this week. Tyler Conklin has he's second on the team in targets this year. Yeah, he's if the Jets are like three and one with Flacco. Do they do they bring Zach Wilson back? Oh man, I can't wait for that. It would be pretty incredible if they did not bring zach wilson back i mean i it, it's they're bringing him back they're gonna bring him back because they have to this episode is brought to you by netsuite by oracle as your business grows you might start seeing some lag there's too much work for your team too many different processes and it takes forever to close the books if this sounds like you you should know these three numbers thirty-seven thousand, twenty-five, 25 and 1 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes 
you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. All right. So we did quarterback. So we just go to defenses real quick here. Um, mm-hmm. There's some pretty tasty ones. Probably not as many as last week, but I mean, the one that leaps off the page is, I mean, the Chiefs are playing the Colts. The Colts just got shut out. Obviously, Michael Pittman was out, but I mean, I feel like the Chiefs defense versus the Colts is kind of tasty. This one is, I, so we're at the risk of doing this on Monday and the Eagles haven't played yet. The Eagles defense playing Washington, one, just like if you ever want skin in the game for a random game, the Eagles playing Carson Wentz is just funny. And I kind of think that that's just like, if you've ever wanted a defense, like that's, that's just like for the bit, do that. And I've never in my life recommended this defense, but dude, the Houston Texans defense is playing the Chicago bears. I I can't. The bears are impossibly bad, man. 15 completions. And again, I know that they also played in the monsoon in week one that we're going to wipe off our slate of talking about Trey Lance. But I mean, last night, how many completions did the bears have on Sunday? Seven, seven, seven. Like that was not a monsoon. That was an NFL team. Seven completions. So I think the Texas defense is totally viable against the Bears. Justin Fields had more completions in the monsoon than he did last night. Dude, the Bears are (sighs) horrible. It's depressing. Uh, But I co-signed that. Uh, You could also take, I mean, I don't know how you feel about Daniel Jones, but Dallas is playing the Giants. I mean, I think we I think we know how he feels about Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't I don't feel anything anymore. No, the Dallas <laughs> defense is obviously pretty solid with Michael Parsons. There's always a chance that you're going to get the pick six or whatever from Trevon Diggs, the strip sack from Parsons. It's like they're pretty legit. What is it that you explained it like? He plays like he's wearing blinders. Daniel Jones. How does he not have any peripheral vision? Daniel Jones. Yeah, sorry, I was uh, stuck on wait, Daniel Jones. Uh, man. Um, so he doesn't turn the ball over as much. I used to describe him. I was worried for him when he crossed the street. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was like that's just right. living in New York City, and I'm just like, man, I wonder how that's. <laughs> this going is a for recipe him. for disaster. Uh, <laughs> Don't so, let him go to fucking England, because then you have yeah. to look the other direction. He's like roaming <laughs> around in the subway, and they're like, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can just picture that. They have to Bless assign a coach. Heart. Like, you know, the, the coach that keeps the coach from getting on the field? They need someone like that for Daniel Jones crossing the street. <laughs> a hold, a hold me back coach. He has a golden retriever that, like, walks him around <laughs> like a seeing eye dog, but he has sight. <laughs> oh, no, Daniel, Daniel, wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. It's pretty good. Can I, All by right. the way, real quick on Daniel Jones before we move on. The, he can they stop running him? They need to stop having him do like Why? quarterback keepers. He looks like an uh, like an injured fawn out there. Every time he runs, I'm afraid he's going to get his four vertebra and his back broken. I mean, not not to not to like say that the Giants want anybody to get hurt because they don't, but like it's a win win. <laughs> God, dude. I mean, the Giants will be better when Tyrod Taylor takes over the job. That would be like poetic justice to get him in there and actually play well because he got because he's been benched for getting hurt so many times in his career. Tyrod should hire the Chargers doctor to mm. the Giants and then he maybe can he'll drop his on, suit. He'll drop his suit if he moves teams to the right. Giants. He injures Daniel Jones. It's kind of like a full circle thing. <laughs> yeah. I do think the Giants will be better with Tyrod Taylor. All right, that's that's where we are here. Ugh. You want to do you want to do a fantasy court? You want to save for Wednesday? No, let's do it. All right. It's from Dan. 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 I'm dealing with an unconscionable decision in my guillotine. Gu- gu- yeah. Gu- okay. I can't speak English. Guillotine. It's French. Well, it's anyway. French. Gu- <laughs> yeah. Fiasco. <laughs> guillotine league this way. For guillotine. those who don't know what it, Yeah. For those who don't know what a, a guillotine, guillotine, whatever is, we have 20 teams and we just do auto draft at the beginning of the season. And then we wake up and our team just exists. Psychopaths. I know. And then with the 20 teams... Our waivers are a cemetery, and the rosters have pro- players like probably won't ever see the field. So, like last year's quarterback, the second quarterback was like Gardner Minshew. So every year they start with like a two hundred dollar budget for fa- so free agent auction money, and then every team every week those team with the least points gets dropped, and they're like they're out of the league, and their whole roster is subject to waivers. Oh, so you wow. can, every team is just eliminated every week, or one team's eliminated every week. However, this year our commissioner forgot to change the default amount of free agent money. From $100 to $200, like every year they play with $200, and this year the commissioner just forgot, and it's 100 
So then week one waivers cleared and someone spent $86 on Jonathan Taylor, knowing like, oh, I guess we'll play the $100 this year. And then the commissioner a week later was like, actually, I'm going to bump it to 200 <laughs> And so they're all mad because Zeke Elliott went for like 15 bucks, And they're like, but now that's half the amount. Like a guy got Jonathan Taylor for the half the amount. So Dan asks, we have three choices now. Do we up the budget to $200 and just let someone just get away with Jonathan Taylor for less than half their budget? Do we double everyone's remaining budget after the week one bids? So if nobody spent any money, they have 200. The Jonathan Taylor dude, instead of getting eight, basically spent on 172. So he's got like 38 left, basically. Or do we just keep the budgets at 100 and we don't do with any of this and we just keep it how it was? Keep it at 100. Yeah. <laughs> Occam's razor. Simplest, simplest thing by far. Because then you nobody can't change, got screwed. You can't change shit in the middle of the season. Like, that's... No. I mean, a written rule. It's an unwritten rule and a written rule. You can't change the settings in the middle of the season. Make the commissioner shotgun a beer and you call it a day. You know? <laughs> there you go. I love the concept of this league. I like... I, you know what I love about it is we always love Bill Simmons is in this league every year where there's 11 people in the league. 13. But then they I show think. up... Oh, 13. Yeah. And then 13 people show up and then the winner just kicks someone out at the draft and just don't play. Yeah, it is a I it's a beautiful idea. That just making 13 people show up and you truly have no idea if you're not going to get to play fantasy football. And you're this year. prepping. You're one out of 12 odds. So it's like you're prepping like you're like and you're just like oh, you're done. And and like the the executioner gets to give it like this long speech and then just point to you and be like, "Get out." And then you just Leave. have to get up and go home. Did you guys know so did you guys know the the etymology of the term decimate? They're decimating yeah, one out of 10. Lead. Yeah. They decimate was like a way for the Roman leg legions to keep their troops in order. And if there was like some, uh, someone was trying to like, you know, rebel against the leaders or whatever, they would choose some division and decimate it. And, and uh, in other words, they'd kill one of the out of every 10 guys to keep people in line. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> They're decimating the father because he just reads about Roman armies now. Well, I just think it's funny how we throw around the term decimate, it's a very <laughs> morbid term. I mean, we say, like, I think the Jets are going to murder the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> you know where they t the term murder comes from? It's from killing someone, Craig. Um, what? <laughs> I always get freaked out when people use the term curb stomp in, like, like the that's normal not, That's a bad one. I'm like, people just throw that around sometimes. Craig used the term uh, the canary in the coal mine yesterday, I think. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting Well, one. it's a lot. Oh, we could go down the wormhole here. A lot of terms are being, uh, you know, things. Well, sure. <laughs> A lot of terms yesterday. do mean things. <laughs> tough. Oh my god. Okay. All right. I think that's all we got. Let's get out of here before something bad happens. Um, yeah, the Trey Lance thing would have been funny. I'm still mad at you guys. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Kai, for chilling, sitting in on this. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Bob Marley. Ooh. I don't think you've done Bob Marley. No, I hope I that person either. who was keeping track of all of DK's band choices is still doing that. <laughs> I because I have not. a feeling we've gone fully off the rails and he's said names and bands. Like Many times. Yeah, you'd times. think that we'd be doing that, right? Eh. The whole point is just to chat about a musician for a couple minutes. Hi, Fitz. Who, who played the, who, who's the artist behind the Queen song? I should have shouted them out. Uh, I don't know. Beethoven? I've, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a orchestra of some sort. Uh I don't know. DK, are you a Bob Marley fan? Do you frequently listen to Bob Marley? Uh, I don't know about frequently, but yeah. Big love Bob Marley. Who doesn't like Bob Marley? Yeah. Bob Marley, for some reason, my middle school graduation, every year they always played Bob Marley as like the graduation music. It was like <laughs> okay. jamming. What? Yeah. It was always like a Bob Marley song was playing when we walked, I remember. Hmm. Good vibes. Definitely. Well, so you said always. How many times did you graduate high school? Well, I, no, it was middle school, but I would go oh. to like my brothers. And then like when you're a seventh grader, you would go to like eighth grade graduation that day and like say goodbye to the grade above you. So I, I've been there a couple times. <laughs> Is that weird? Did you go to middle school where it was, or sorry, did you go to high school where it was four years or three years? Four. Freshman, yeah. sophomore, junior. I, it blows my mind that like half the country has a three-year high, uh, high school experience. I knew, I, I totally I know. Well, and some people sixth grade is not middle school. Hi, Fitz, you didn't know that? Some people do middle school <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's what I'm My saying. My middle school was six, seven, eight. Yeah, same here. That's normal. That's I'm saying some, high, like a lot of high schools in this country are literally just sophomore, junior, senior. By the way, uh, do you know how, I looked up how long the sandals were, are that the Statue of Liberty wore. <laughs> 
Okay, so wh- how how long do you think a size 879 shoe is? Craig, how the f- do you think I'm going to know after my guess? Like nine, like a thousand feet. 20,000 feet. <laughs> how long the shoe is on this? You think it's a 20,000 foot shoe? Oh, no, shoe? that doesn't make sense. No, that I'm doesn't just kidding. make sense. A hundred. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Clearly. A uh, hundred feet. 35 feet. <laughs> I, this also look for this just takes me back fun. to the time we tried to guess how tall a tree was. Like, we don't fucking know. Or I, I think the worst one of all time was how heavy is a cloud? <laughs> that, I was like, that's the best question. We've, if I was like, has I don't know, like that. 100 pounds? And it was like <laughs> 1 billion. <laughs> <laughs> that was easily the best question we've ever gotten. How much is the average cloud weigh? It, isn't it a million pounds? It was a lot. And we were yeah. like, what you, the fuck? This doesn't well, make you any know why? sense. The best part was- Why is it floating? <laughs> DK was like seven pounds and Craig was like one. And DK's like, shit, I'm way too high. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's a mile long. If you look up how much does a cloud weigh, it says about 1,400,000,000 pounds. <laughs> you know what? I don't know any anything about physics. That's wrong. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't weigh a billion pounds. Yeah, I agree, Craig. I'm making a stand. There's no way that makes sense. How is it floating? Nope. Explain your own research. Oh my God. All right. Goodbye, everyone. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.